You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me in the booth this week is, of course, the other Mike, Lucy. Uh, thank you, and welcome, welcome back to the show again. <laughs> Happy to be here. Hi, guys. <laughs> so this week we are uh, talking about Harry Potter, which is a topic, I'm going to be honest with you, I thought we really didn't have to cover again. Uh, mm-hmm. At least not anytime soon. Because unless you really cared about Hogwarts Legacy, which I don't, um, <laughs> <laughs> we got the movies. The movies were done. They weren't ever going to bring the stage play to the big screen because that was just expressly forbidden by the way the stage play was set up. And the Fantastic Beast movies managed to crash and burn after three films, and no one was looking for them to ever come back again. So yeah. for me, I expected, we're okay, Harry Potter's done. We don't have to worry about this media franchise again anytime soon. J.K. Rowling can live off the residuals of the books and the previous movie's home video sales, and we're done. Mm. And I wasn't sad about that, because, I mean, fuck J.K. Rowling, so. It's a bit of a garbage human. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, I don't want her to be personally attacked. I don't think people should be threatening her online. You can have a civil discourse and say you're a trash person and I don't like you. Uh, which mm-hmm. I would do to her, I would do to Dave Chappelle for his exact same views, I would do to some other people. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a turf online, at least admit you're a turf online, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you got to own it 24-7. Yeah, yeah, I know people would hate me because I'm an ultra-liberal, but I will own it to their face. I am an ultra-liberal, I have no r- problem admitting this. So, <laughs> admit who you are and just move on and stop acting shocked when people don't like your opinion, because no one online is going to like every opinion all the time. Unless it comes from Keanu Reeves. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's just how that works. Yeah, um, that man can do no wrong, okay. and he is a treasure and should be cherished forever. Yes. We need to make sure he is sealed in Lucite when he gets close to death so we can always have him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Freeze his head, put it next to Walt Disney's. We will make sure we have Keanu Reeves forever. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But apparently, we don't get to be done with the Harry Potter franchise because uh, Warner Brothers <laughs> has decided we're not done with it. So, Goody, yay. <laughs> so they have decided they want to reboot the franchise and they want to do a TV show based on it. Um, which I'm going to be honest, I have mixed feelings on, even if we set aside the JK Rowling of it all. Just right. from a basic standpoint, I didn't feel like the movies were perfect, aside from number three, done by Alphonse Cuaron, because that one is a fucking amazing movie. Um, <laughs> gorgeous fucking movie. Uh, but the movie, the books are long. The books start off at like what four or five hundred pages, and then go up to Stephen King length by the end of them. Like yes. J.K. Rowling clearly decided at a certain point she didn't need an editor, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so her <laughs> books just got really fucking long. Um, yeah. I mean, the adventures were more complex. It's fine if you want to do it as as any kind of media franchise for novels that long. I feel like. TV is a good fit if you have the budget for it. You can take a book that's four or five hundred pages, and instead of cramming it into a single movie like Chris Columbus tried to do, uh, you mm-hmm. make it into a four or five episode miniseries for that one year, and it, you get to let the things flesh out, do all the weird plot lines that people liked in the books that didn't make it, like the House Elf Society or uh, Surfer Snape's Secret Porn Collection. I don't remember mm-hmm. what <laughs> Something about Hagrid and beasts and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Things happened. It's been a long time since I read the book. Wow, 2011 was the last movie, too. Yeah. I'm just looking at that. That's yeah. like 12 years. That is something. I mean, when you see Daniel Radcliffe in person, like in TV shows and shit, you're like, wow, mm-hmm. it really has been 12 years, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a really fun movie he did that was like a violent one where he, I forget the name of it, but like he got like, 
he got drugged up and like someone like um like screwed or, or like hammered guns to his hands and he That's had to use his like kilt. Yeah. Oh man, it was good. <laughs> he I will credit him. We'll get back on topic for a second, but I will credit him. He has made enough money off the Harry Potter movies and will for the rest of his life that he clearly is in the fuck it, I don't care stage of his career. Oh yeah. And you know, every, everybody you see people go through this that like I've had to live their lives a certain way and for the better part of you know a decade plus he had to live as Harry Potter and uh-huh. now it's you know fuck you, I'm gonna do what I want, and you know, I respect that. And he's <laughs> like, got enough money coming in, it doesn't matter. Like he made so much off Harry Potter, he makes enough off the residuals now. Like yeah. let the man do what he wants because he's just earned it. But yeah, live your life, bud. Yep. Hell yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so I think on the one hand, I can appreciate the idea of turning it into a TV series. I watched it wasn't so nakedly capitalistic. There are reasons for doing it, which is it's been a decade. Let's just fucking do it again. Yeah. Um, and and we can't keep doing the Fantastic Beast movies because no one likes those. That's your fault, Warner Brothers. You hired the wrong screenwriter for that. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I don't feel like most of the movies, most of them, are bad enough that we really necessarily needed a reboot. The first two movies are hideously uneven. But once the third movie kicks and then they get the right set of directors and producers for the rest of it. Like, mm. the movies are pretty good. They don't fly as high as number three, but they're pretty good. Did we yeah. need these stories again so soon? I, you know, I'm, I don't know a whole lot about what the actual context of the show is going to be about. Are they going to be, you know, rebooting? Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, yep. yeah, like, we, we don't really need this. If you were giving me, you know, in-betweens of like you know what happened between philosopher's stone and chamber of secrets or 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 the results of how uh the goblet of fire affected them and changed things between that and the order of the phoenix i guess i can kind of buy into that uh but i don't i don't i don't need the same stuff rehashed again it's it's a cash grab and nothing else in my opinion i don't know why this occurred to me but i heard dumbledore's summer vacation and then all i (laughs) all i saw was a shot for shot remake of the uh the Mark Harmon movie Summer School, but with Dumbledore oh. in it instead. Oh man, that's a, a classic <laughs> film, and and also some really great stuff. An eighties <laughs> movie that's very not well known that is quite funny. <laughs> that's what we do on this show. We provide us the service of letting you know of really crappy old movies you hadn't heard of that are worth watching. <laughs> yeah, Summer School, it's good. From Mark Harmon of uh, NCIS fame and, nowadays. Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley yep. too. Yeah, it's great. Yep, yep, Rip yep. Alley. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's um that. I'm sorry, I really want that movie now. <laughs> <laughs> but back on topic. Yeah, that, and this is my problem, is the books for a certain generation are timeless. Mm-hmm. They are, like, for me, I love the Discworld books. Uh, those are my series, because uh, I got into them at the right age, and I've read through them multiple times. Uh, if there was a good adaptation of Discworld, I would be happy. They haven't done the best adaptations, in my opinion. There's been some decent ones, but not great. Uh, But a good adaptation of the whole series, I would be absolutely flabbergasted about. I'd love it. If then, after those came out, ten years later, they were like, hey, you know what? We're going to readapt this series of books again. I might sit there going, yeah, but do I need that? (laughs) Didn't we say all we needed to say with the first eight movies? Must we do them again? I mean, you know, money talks, and you you have a a name brand that has some clout and some power, and will pull in, you know, a studio with the, you know, like you said, Warner Brothers is doing it. So, I mean, 
it has some power behind it and the name sells and you know what whatever you want to say about jk rowan and, and her being a trash person she did she did create something that makes money and mm. people find ways to look past it when money is involved um you i guess you can maybe say that it's been a decade plus since the movies ended you know that's time ish for a reboot slash retelling i guess um but i mean within this day of social media and internet and everybody has a voice and everything at the the tip of your fingertips is anything you want when you go to a computer it doesn't feel like it's been 10 years it doesn't feel like it needs that kind of a reboot already it's just it's about the money in my opinion yeah fine people got to get paid but Eh, I, I get the feeling we're going to get a subpar product with a top budget that just is a waste. Yeah, well, it, it is nakedly capitalistic in a way, because you know, if the Fantastic Beasts movies had been better, had continued making the money they expected to make, they wouldn't be thinking about these going back to the original source novels, um, right. because they just keep milking that. They'd be like, well, that worked. Let's go find some other weird corner of this how about the adventures of those two redheaded twins and their magic shop let's just let's make them yeah. into like detectives and have them do shit or something you know like, like they said, there's other things they yeah. can do with this mm-hmm. universe that is not a retelling and a bring back of the original source material which everybody i'm sure has strong feelings about if you're an uber fan you know how do you feel about this like that's a good question are you excited are you feeling slightly betrayed i mean i'm curious well let's let's talk about fandom for a second here because we have okay so we have castlevania i am probably one of the biggest castlevania fans the world has ever seen (laughs) no you no i know it's pathetic (laughs) i i I acknowledge this oh my god the you look at my shelf, you're still going, wow, they actually made Castlevania toys? I'm like, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like that. My wife is very tolerant of some of my stupid things. <laughs> but it's this thing of, we have the Castlevania TV series. So I can point at this directly, and I'm like, this is great. This is, this is an interesting adaptation. It's not perfect. Not mm-hmm. perfect at all. It's, got, it's taken some serious liberties, but mm-hmm. we have it. So if, like, if we did this and they go, they go through it, and Netflix is like, okay, we're canceling it now. Like, I don't really feel like I need another version of it anytime soon, even with it not being perfect. And I kind of feel like the Harry Potter fans are going to be the same way. They grew up, either they grew up with the books and then saw a pretty good adaptation with the um, Daniel Radcliffe. They had a pretty good version with the Daniel Radcliffe movies. And mm-hmm. not the only one, but it's, it's, he's the boy that lived. It's his fucking movies. Yeah. Um, it's about him. It's about him. Okay. You know, the, there's the journey of the friends. Sure, it's it's the it's fucking Harry Potter in the prison. Harry Potter. It's not Hermione, Harry, and you know Ron. It is Harry Potter. It is. It is, it is, it is his movie. Yeah. So, but they have that, and they got it, and then their kids grew up with those movies. And if the kids were the right age, they've grown up with those movies. Right. So. If they've done that and then they go back and read the books, I'm like, oh, these are pretty close to the books. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine, like, the next generation, Gen Z, who, like, reportedly barely watches movies anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Gen Omega or Gen Alpha or whatever we're calling the next fucking group. Right. Um, <laughs> like, they are, they're already starting to get some weird proto name. Um, whatever their mm-hmm. next generation is. Like, they've had these movies and they've only been out for 10 years. They don't feel old. They no. get Blu-ray and UHD transfers. They look fresh. They look mm-hmm. fine. They yeah. have the masters so they can make these things look pretty whenever they want. It really mm-hmm. doesn't feel like this is necessary. But then, Warner's isn't the only one doing this. Lionsgate, admittedly, they, they actually have a source 
book that hasn't been adapted yet. They're doing the prequel for Hunger Games. Um, right. But they're also apparently decided, oh yeah, we own the rights to that Twilight series. We should remake those. <laughs> I mean, look at it like Disney. Disney has just recently uh, agreed with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and the the the, the lead uh, of Moana. They're remaking Moana. Shit's Seven been out years. like yeah, like, what like and you know right. Moana's quite a fun movie actually the music is good the rock as you know a singer is really quite good i mean the man is talented give it call it the way it is it's seven years you don't yeah. need to remake something after seven years i come on it does feel like there needs to be some kind of just agreed upon statute of limitations yeah that, you know uh your movie is not old enough you don't get to touch the property again unless you're doing something like a spin-off or a sequel yeah. like this is good the way it is, leave it the fuck alone. Like, I get Disney wanting to remake their old movies, like remaking like, Cinderella. The Lion King, some, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Some of the other ones, Sleeping Beauty and to Maleficent, which I think is it's part of what's caused this whole reboot boom. And right. Maleficent was great, but it sent the wrong lesson. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The success of Maleficent, I think you had, like, my wife, I can kind of speak to this, is, like, probably the biggest Maleficent fan when it comes. I mean, we got stuff with Maleficent. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, we got, it's, not, it's a, it's a Dark Moon has a sad collection of Castlevania toys. <laughs> yeah, like, we have stuff of Maleficent. They are not so much anymore because she's gotten her fill of whatnot. But, I yeah, mean, exactly. you know, when we, when we would go to Disney, I would get something that was Stitch and she would get something or two or three things that were Maleficent. It was just mm -hmm. kind of the way it is. And that was a really nice telling of, you know, what maybe she wasn't as evil and there was a message in there and that was quite good. Um, and then Disney takes that and tries to translate it into these other things like, oh, how are we going to capture the Lion King, you know, the, the magic of that with, you know, CGI? Y you can't, you know, you don't. Yeah, you don't have Jeremy Irons playing Scar. You can get Mufasa, but Mufasa, I mean, you, you cannot replace that voice. So good luck. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's again, you know, it's fine, and we don't really need it. Yeah, so yeah, it's the older stuff I get, but the dis stuff from the Disney Renaissance, some mm -hmm. of which feels timeless still, Sleeping Beauty, Lion King, as you mentioned, even mm -hmm. Aladdin, which despite like uh, Robin Williams making very to-the-era jokes for 30 years ago, <laughs> has aged mm -hmm. because of the, the performance. No one's going to know the Arsenio, Arsenio Hall show, but they understand the dude making whoop-whoop noises is funny. So, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's the, the way the he improvises. Little things. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, but, like, we don't need, like, the, I could even, to a certain extent, uh, uh, let Little Mermaid go through right now, because its animation is starting to feel a little aged in comparison. Um, yeah. And we're getting into it, it one was, of those. But like 19, 1989 for Little Mermaid, you're talking 24 years. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Like, can you redo this for kids that... You know, or, or God, I'm sorry, 34 years. Holy shit. Um, uh, there are kids that were born, you know, 15 years after that, that, you know, all they know is this movie from 15 years before they were born, which mm -hmm. sounds disgusting. Right. So, oh, that, I, I guess, okay, sure. And if you, I feel like Little Mermaid is one of those that can translate okay. I'm a little nervous how they're going to use, you know, Sebastian and Flounder because you can't make animals. Yeah. Yeah. You can't make animals emote like you can in movies that you can in cartoons and animation. It's just, but, it's just a fact. It just looks weird. But Disney saw that they can't diverge too far. Uh, yeah. While trying yeah. to keep the, the stick to the main meat of it because Mulan is an abomination. Right. 
Oh, yeah, it's God. quite bad, actually. <laughs> um, but I mean, like you, we're talking remakes, you know. And what is the the timeline here? Thirty four years feels like okay, you know, that's about that area. Like my my favorite movie of all time is Jaws. I can quote you every line from that movie. I've seen it a hundred times. I would never want to see that remade because, you know, that to me is what a perfect suspense movie from the 70s is about and cannot be topped. And you're never going to recapture that. Are there good shark movies? Sure. The Meg is fun. It's fine. Jason Statham is it's, it's fine. The Shallows with Blake Lively is actually quite very good. If you've never seen it, it's another shark movie that is just really good. But then you have Deep Blue Sea. Eh, sure. You got some other movies in there that are like, eh, fine, but you can't remake something. You know, you're going back on, on 50 plus years for Jaws. You're never going to remake that. You know, why are we getting Harry Potter 12 years later? Because yeah. of money. You can't recapture, quite literally in this case, the magic. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, you can't. I mean, Expelliarmus me wallet. The other, there's been plenty of franchises that have tried and failed to recapture the magic. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, how many alien movies have we gotten since Aliens that didn't look <sighs> right? Um, yeah, yeah. too many and that's right. another one of my favorite franchises that is again some of these movies are fine they're action movies take what they are but alien was a great movie aliens is somehow better mm-hmm. and then it's all it's all downhill from there the, one of the few franchises i've seen that warranted revisiting it was yeah. predator with prey oh that was very good if you i'm sure you've probably seen it for anybody that hasn't that is quite good and even watch it a few months later it still holds up it is quite good i watched it again the other day it's not bad it's good it pulls off a solid trick though because it doesn't do the action movie parody that the original movie does but it doesn't diverge far from the template either so it tells a more dramatic story with an Mm. interesting lead and by setting it in the past they make the whole concept of it feel fresh yeah, 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 it was a nice rebump to a franchise that was floundering and was kind of caught in this like limbo of like, you know, are we comedy, are we horror? And and brought it back into, you know, we're we're really neither, but we're action gore and you're going to love it. And you know, that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I get like there's ways you can resurrect a franchise. Um I think the issue for Warner's is is in part if they diverge too far from the books, they have to renegotiate the contract, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is part of the reason why they haven't adapted the stage play. The stage play is its own thing, and J.K. Rowling is holding very tightly to it just being a stage play. Which, mm-hmm. from what I've heard, I wouldn't care to have it as a movie anyway. It doesn't sound great. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> the cursed child, or whatever the fuck it was. But there's also, it's, it's also this thing of, like, they have to, they have to try and figure out something to do and apparently that doesn't involve just enjoying the fact that they made a bunch of money. Yeah. So and like, they're kind of uh, doing the same thing with Lord of the Rings. Like, they didn't get to do the TV show, so they're making a bunch of movies. And that also, also feels like a waste of time. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you saw, you know, like, to your point about, like, you know, how far can you stray from the source material? You know, look what, what happened to Game of Thrones when they kind of ran out of George R. R. Martin's source material. Like, yeah, he told them in the direction he was going to go. He said how it was going to end. But you really feel between season six and eight that, like, oh, we're out of shit. we got to start taking some more liberties here. And the show suffered because of it. Yep. It really did. And they it's still – like, to tell them where to go. Yeah, it's yeah. a fantastic franchise. It's worth a watch. It's really good. Did it end good? No. Yeah. <laughs> Just no. The ending ruined it to the point that even though I think its prequel, House of the Dragon, is actually pretty decent, mm-hmm. my wife, who was as into Game of Thrones as I was while it was airing, 
uh, just can't be bothered to watch it now. We saw the uh, the Blu-ray on sale for forty dollars, and I'm sitting mm-hmm. there going, "She was like, I don't even care." And I'm sitting there going, "I'm not sure forty is really worth it." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it just it it suffered, and you know we're back on to like you know talking about like you know like Daniel Radcliffe, he had to live Harry Potter for you know ten plus years, and and Jon Snow and Danny had to live these roles you know for eight to ten years, and you know you want to see these actors move on and do things like I mean hell he couldn't even cut his hair, you know he had to live a certain way and yeah. keep that certain look, that so I understand, awesome. yeah, so like I understand, but. <laughs> when you when you when you run out of sports material, it hurts. And and do I need it? No, I don't. Maybe it, maybe it'll be a success. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe people will flock to it. I, I this feels like desperation. Well, let's revisit this. You know, in a little while. It's we got some time. It's saying 2025, 2026 yep. for release date. So we got years of waiting to see what they're gonna do. <laughs> and, and maybe the hype will build, and maybe they'll get some really quality child actors to play these roles, and they can kind of recapture that magic and tell the story with some updated CGI and some some more things they weren't able to delve into. But I mean, I don't need a retelling of these that just happened. I just don't. I don't. All right, this is not so light from Asteroid G lamenting these movies of our uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Mike Finkelstein, here with the other Mike in the booth, and we will see you next time.